that better? All right. Good morning. My voice does not carry, even with a microphone, sometimes. <coughs> so, Denny, you can't hear me? Remind, if you remind me, speak up. All right. So, it is my privilege to be here to open up the Word of God to us this morning. That song we just sang, there's a line in that song that says, On my bark, so thin and frail. You guys get that word picture? I used to love going down to the creek behind our house growing up here in Holt. And I would take little pieces of bark and I would put things on them to pretend like that was an army guy or you know me going down the river. And they would hit those rapids and kind of reminds me of that <clears throat> when in life it, life gets rough but on that bark so thin and frail my trust is in that bark my trust is in the anchor Jesus that holds us in the midst of the trials so um, this morning I wanted to start sharing with you guys a message God laid on my heart this last week And uh, before I start, let's open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word that's alive, sharper than a two-edged sword to, to bring us encouragement, to bring us correction, to remind us that you are our anchor. Lord, help us, Lord, to hear what you would have to tell, to tell us through your word this morning, to see it, to be changed, Father, to be more into your image as you would have us to know you more freely, more fully. So, Lord, speak to me, speak through me, and, Lord, be with this lovely group of believers that they would hear, that they would be encouraged, that they would sense your presence. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, <clears throat> um, back at the middle of, middle of September, my wife and I were privileged by the Lord to fulfill a, a dream I had had for 48 years, a dream that I had thought had died. In fact, my wife reminded me when I asked her where she wanted to celebrate our anniversary, our 35th wedding anniversary, I said, where do you want to go? Where do you, how, do you want to, how do you want to celebrate this? She reminded me, well, let's, let's fulfill your dream. What dream's that? Because you've always dreamed about going back to where you lived when you were a boy. To India. Well, that wasn't my first choice of a romantic place to go to take my wife. <laughs> but she knows her husband, and she loves her husband. So within a matter of, quite frankly, hours, we had a visa. Within a matter of hours, I made contact with a friend of mine, Ishwar, a believer in Christ. And he, we'd made arrangements to go visit him for the first start of our journey. <clears throat> Why do I bring this up? Because when we were in India, in the cities, they have things called tuk-tuks. You guys know what a tuk-tuk is? T-U-K, T-U-K. You guys ever heard of a rickshaw? Right, it's a, in the old days, when I lived in India in the 70s, they were powered by 
men with a bicycle front end. Now it's motorcycles on the front end with a seats for two or four behind. And that's the only way to get around in New Delhi or in cities. So Lisa and I, the first time out in New Delhi, we decided we wanted to go somewhere. Went up to the tuk-tuk driver and I said, how much will you charge to take me to this spot? So we negotiated and uh, got in the tuk-tuk and within a half a block, he had convinced us that it wasn't safe where we were going. I know a better place. So we went where he wanted us to go. We went back to the hotel and had lunch, decided to go out on another journey to the same place we wanted to go. And I said, I went to another tuk tuk driver, different, different guy, and I said, hey, we, we want to go here. Okay, so we negotiate a price. Fair price. Within 100 yards of the hotel, he convinced us it was dangerous. He knew a better place. Three times this happened. Finally, I went to the concierge at the hotel, and he said, how's it going? I said, well, I'm having a little trouble with the tuk-tuk drivers. His response was scripture. He says, oh, he said, he said, they're really good at causing you to become double-minded, putting doubt in your mind. He says, it even happens to me, an Indian. He said, you've got to get in your tuk-tuk. When you sit down, you've got to be single-minded. You've got to know where you're going, and you've got to get there. No matter what he says, you've got to say no. These tuk-tuk drivers are really good because what they would do is they would take me to a, another shop where they would get a kickback for bringing you there. So there's motivation, right? And you always knew they were telling you a lie when they would say, you can trust me. But they're really good, even after. So we, Lisa and I went out for our fourth tuk-tuk ride. I took my wife's beautiful face in my hands this close. I was like, so Lisa, we're single-minded. We're going here. Yes, we're single-minded, Lauren. We're in agreement. We're going here. And the guy started in again. But there's Muslims over there. Fear. Are you sure you want to go there? Doubt. Yes. And then he divides. Looks in his mirror. He looks and said unto me, he looks to Lisa and he says, Lisa, you know, to, to my wife, says, are you sure you want to go there? It's dangerous. And Lisa's like, no, we want to go there. But I can take you here. And she's like, we've been there. Three times we've been there. <laughs> so why do I bring this up? Because today I want to talk about you, to some scriptures with us to ask ourselves, am I single-minded or am I double-minded? Because the battle we're going to see in scripture is real. The question that I want to ask all of us is where is our hope? Where, where are we looking for our hope? As we live like in India, a city like New Delhi, it's busy, it's loud, it's distracting. Our culture demands to pull us away from our hope. So let's turn in our Bibles to Psalms 13. This is going to be a journey through the Bible. If you don't have a Bible in front of you, there, if you don't have a Bible, there's one in front of you. And if you don't have a Bible at home, take it. We have, we will replace it. We have lots of them. Because this is God's word. This God's word is the truth, capital T truth. Waylon and I have been talking a lot about what is truth. 
A lot of people think they have the truth. It's small t truth. It's what they think is truth. This word of God is truth. By the way, in James 1, 5 through 8, you don't need to turn there. The, the, the Indian guy in the, in, the, in the hotel will quote it. He says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So my goal here is when we leave here that we will be reminded of where our stability comes from. And by the way, Ishwar and his wife, he's 70, 70 plus, he won't, doesn't want like me to tell his age. They are listening right now. Every Sunday they committed to listening because this is their, their church home. They don't get this feeding, but now they do because of our live stream capabilities. It's amazing. We have a, a worldwide church in Holt, Missouri, right? So think of Ishwar, pray for him. His wife, Elizabeth, a few days ago fell on her way to market. She's in her 70s and she fell. And her, He called me last night in the middle of the night for him. He said, I need prayer. My wife's eyes, she can't see the swell in her face. It's swollen. I'm taking her to the doctor, but it's gotten worse. So be praying for Ishwar. And he was calling me in the middle of the night because he can't now. 48 years later, we've rekindled our relationship. And he's a brother in the Lord. And his wife is a sister in the Lord. Okay, Psalms 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have, my, have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. You look at that and it's like, wow, what honesty here in this cry of the author. So real. Expressing the need to be heard by his heavenly father. All alone, maybe, under attack. I had a week like this. I'm, pre I'm speaking to you from where I am. I had a week where I was like, God, do you hear my prayer? I was hurting, alone. I was at a crossroads. Crossroads of self-pity. <laughs> I am, you know, I, God's not hearing me. I'm all alone. But look at that first word in that next verse, in verse 5. But. The word but, if you remember your English negates what has just been said. It cancels it out. The author of this book says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love, have trusted in the past. I have trusted, and you've seen me through it. My heart shall rejoice, speaking in the future, shall rejoice in your salvation. We sang songs today of our salvation found only in Jesus Christ. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully, bountifully with me. So I can be double-minded and I can be focused on the circumstances or on my feelings or on what people have said or not said or on what's going on in my head. Or I can say, no, I want to trust in you, Jesus. The choice The faith. I will sing to the Lord. Psalms 43, 5 is another verse that says, I command you my soul. Sometimes we need to get our, get, 
focus on ourselves for just a moment and say, I command you, Lauren, to stop feeling sorry for yourself, to stop being a grumbler and a, and a backbiter and a gossip and angry, frustrated. I command you, my soul, to worship, to sing, to glorify God, to be single-minded, not double-minded. So turn your Bibles to Psalms 33. So once we've we've made that decision, this is an example of what that looks like. You know, the Bible says to count it all joy when you go through various trials. The Bible says to always have an answer for the joy that's within us, to be ready to give an answer. That's why it's my privilege to be up here this morning. I didn't know this until this morning. But I have joy in my life that I want to share. What's the source of that joy? It says, shout for joy in the Lord, in Jesus, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody with him, to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright. And all of his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He, God, gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Where is the eyes? Where is the source of joy? The source of hope? The distractions, the TV, the social media, the bad reports, the wars and rumors of wars, right? Is that our, is our hope in government? Is our hope in a particular party? Policies changing, laws changing. What's this? What's this say to us? It says no. The Lord brings count the council of the nations to nothing in verse ten. He, the Lord, frustrates the plans of the peoples. The council of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generations. Single-mindedness, our hope, is found only in the Lord. 
going from a place of, Lord, do you hear my prayers? Do you even care? To having shouts of joy. Joy is not an emotion. You guys get that? Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. The same Spirit, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, as we, as we sing the songs and about the salvation message, you've asked him into your heart and you've made him Lord of your life. His Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us, and his Spirit produces that fruit of love, of joy, of peace. It's, you know, nine of them. So single-mindedness. I know what's going on here, Lord. It's, it's distracting. It's causing doubt. It's causing fear. It's causing division. I want to grumble. I want to complain. But God, you are worthy to be praised. You are my source of strength. Okay, now let's turn your Bibles to Psalm 63. What's our deepest heart's cry? For God alone, my soul waits in silence. I'm sorry, what's 62? 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, and your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the power of the sword. They will be, be portioned for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouth of liars will be stopped. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It's better than life itself. I've had the privilege of doing what Dakota's doing today with several of my relatives and friends as they face death. And I was got called, told, I told Dakota this morning, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Embrace it. You get to be with this someone that's they know that they're at the end of this life, because this life is short. The Bible tells us that we're pilgrims. Those of us that are Christ followers don't belong in this world. Our home is in heaven with Jesus. I told Dakota, I says, love him, share with him the love of Jesus, the hope that we have, no pain in death anymore. We've all lost loved ones. We've all asked God, why do these things happen? But God in his steadfast love and mercy brings us this joy in the midst of the trials. And it's what we long for. I was sharing with Ray and I were texting the other day and I can't remember the verse, Ray, that you were talking about in the Psalms that he will give you the desires of your heart 
and we're reminding each other that if we look at the verse right before that, it's as you seek the Lord, as you spend time with Him, He will give you the desires of your heart. The deepest desires of all of our hearts, whether you know this or not, is Christ, is the truth, is to be set free from the weight of sin. And the Word of God says, if you spend time with me, I will show up, I will be there. I will hear your prayers and I will be there and I will show you the way. So let's turn our Bibles to Psalms 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up your, their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the thunders of many waters. Mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. You see, the Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Where is your eyes? Are you looking up to where your help comes from? An example of that's found in Psalms 123. To you I lift up my eyes. O oh, you who are enthroned in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of the maidservant maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. I want to encourage you to look up Look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. We talked in Sunday school this morning about our heart condition, how we need to guard our heart with all diligence. Before Christ, before that moment of salvation, our hearts were dark and evil. There was no hope for us. And then after we became believers and followers of Christ, there's a regeneration, a new birth that takes place, a hunger for things of God, a hunger to please him, to love him. But it requires constant care, walking out our faith, because we are in a world that hates the truth, capital T. But our eyes are not on, our hope is not on the world. Thankfully. So I want to turn your Bibles now to Philippians 3. This is a Bible drill today. I'm going to be reading from Philippians 3, verse 8. Paul's writing here. He's in prison, I think. And he says in verse 8 of chapter 3, Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and may be, and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. You see, we've we got to remind ourselves, this is why the Bible says to come into the house of the Lord to, to to be encouraged daily because we forget, we get double-minded so easily. 
We think we have to earn this free gift of God. We have to do something. No, the doing comes from knowing Christ and obeying him. That's an that's effect of, a result of, this free gift of God's grace. It says that, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings because like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. But those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Let us be single-minded, those are my words. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Those are those people that distract us. Those are the people that, that are double-minded and they, they bring in lies into, in the name of Christianity. You see them permeating our society. Therein, verse 19, is destruction. Their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. Again, where's our minds? Where's our hearts? But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself, the good and the bad, the lonely times and the, and the fun times. All things... All events are subjected to him because he is God. Therefore, verse 1 of chapter 4, therefore, because of all these things we just read, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Stand firm in the Lord. Be single-minded. You know what I do when I get double-minded? I have several friends of mine that I text, text them. One guy, I text 911. He knows what that means. You guys have heard me talk of them before. They used to be enemies. He didn't like the truth. Then he met Jesus, the truth. He loves Jesus now. So now I can text him 911, and Alan will immediately call me or immediately text me back. I'm praying. Doesn't even have to know what it's for. And it gets me back on single mindedness. My source is Jesus of hope and joy and love, etc. And in Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, I won't read it all to you, but it says, hey, don't worry about the things of this world. Seek after the things that really matter for eternity. We can live short-term thinking, which is this life, 70 years, 80 years if we're blessed, or we can think with eternity in mind. Come on, you guys and gals know about interest, right? Do you want to invest in the short term or do you want to invest in the long term? Compounding interest is amazing when you have time on your side. And with Jesus, you have time on your side. Continue to invest, being single-minded, crying out to the Lord like I did. Lord, do you hear my prayers? And you know what he did? 
and he reminded me that he is my source of strength. So I want to encourage you guys this week, the Bible's really clear to, to guard your heart above all else. For out of it flows the issues of life, whether I'm going to be planting seeds of righteousness for Christ or seeds of the enemy for, the, for Satan. So be encouraged. Look up to where your help comes from. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your love, for your faithfulness, that your love is everlasting. I just pray, Lord, these next few minutes that we will take your word, your truth. If there's anything that jumped out at us, that we'll think on those things. And if we find ourselves having wandered from the path of life, Lord, the path is back. It's so easy. It's just in repentance just in acknowledge that we need you again to bring us back onto the narrow path, the path of life. So Lord, I just pray that you'll speak to us now in the next few minutes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.